baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Anti-Semitism on college campuses, it is uh, top of the news just about every day, and it's we're not immune here in Minnesota. In fact, our next guest is asking the U.S. Department of Education to investigate concerns about anti-Semitism at the place where he works. That is the University of Minnesota. We welcome Richard Painter into the conversation, law professor from the University of Minnesota, who, along with former Regent Michael Shue, have asked the uh, Education Department to look into this. Richard, thank you so much for the time. Let's just start with there. How rampant is anti-Semitism on the University of Minnesota campus, and in what form? Well, thank you for having me on the show, and I am not uh, sure of the extent of anti-Semitism. It's going to vary from unit to unit uh, in our university, as it does in many other universities. And across the country, uh, a lot of the uh, problems with anti-Semitism have been in the liberal arts, but have been in other areas as well. And uh, what Michael, Sue, and I are asking for here is that the university take down from web pages uh, that are financed by the Minnesota taxpayer, departmental web pages, uh, faculty statements uh, in uh, support of Hamas and justify the actions of Hamas uh, in the terrorist attack on Israel. Uh, this creates an intimidating environment for Jewish students who would want to major in these areas. Uh, women's studies is one of them, cultural studies another. Uh, and uh, this is not an appropriate use of official position. If someone wants to justify uh, what Hamas did on October 7, uh, they can go ahead and do that in their uh, personal capacity. Uh, but that's an abuse of power at the university. And, and I would say the same thing about anyone who wanted to uh, attack our Muslim students our African-American students or anyone else, uh, we as faculty members owe it uh, to the public uh, to uh, create a learning environment that's welcoming for everyone. And these types of uh, official faculty statements on University of Minnesota web pages with the maroon and gold, gold colors and our logos uh, go well beyond uh, what I, I believe is permissible at the university. So just to be clear, what you're taking issue with is posting on formal university websites, not their their own private free speech. Is that right, sir? Uh, yes, I mean, private free speech from a faculty member, uh, if they're speaking of their individual capacity, uh, I, I believe is protected. I mean, the, the Nazis have the constitutional right to march through Skokie, Illinois, said the courts. Uh, uh, we, we have Ku Klux Klan rallies. We have uh, 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 rallies where people attack Muslims and uh, denounce uh, the religion of Islam, which I think is bigoted, is horrible. It should not take place on university property, uh, but the university can't control what their employees do in their uh, personal capacity. Uh, but to take a faculty webpage um, for an entire department and have uh, either all the uh, tenured professors in the department or the majority uh, sign the statement, uh, that uh, justifies what Hamas did on October 7th is creating an impermissibly uh, exclusionary um, atmosphere for our Jewish students. And I would hate to see any students treat this way, and, and Muslim students, any of our students. We do not have that right as, as 
faculty members uh, to uh, force our opinions in, in that manner uh, upon uh, the university community. What about the argument that they are expressing their free speech? Well, free speech is, is a right that we have as individuals, uh, but in our personal capacity, in our official capacity, uh, we could never use a university webpage to endorse a political candidate. I ran against Jeff Ettinger, the current interim president of the University of Minnesota. I ran against him in the first congressional district for the DFL nomination. I lost. Jeff won. But he would have been furious if I had uh, persuaded a faculty department at the university to endorse me. Uh, and I can assure you that the general counsel of the university would have had that web page down in 30 seconds. Uh, impermissible. And if you can't endorse a political candidate on a University of Minnesota faculty web page, how can you possibly be endorsing the cause of Hamas? Uh, this is a serious problem. Uh, uh, when people are uh, abusing their positions of power uh, to voice their own views uh, upon others, to use the uh, platform provided to us by the University of Minnesota, by the taxpayers of Minnesota for teaching, to use that platform to intimidate students who don't agree with us. Uh, And I I believe that goes well beyond uh, what is permissible. Under Title VI, uh, uh, the Department of Education is required to investigate whether we uh, have an environment that's conducive to learning for all of our students, Jewish, Muslim, uh, Hindu, Christian, uh, everyone, uh, and people of all races. Uh, and these, uh, these websites and some other conduct that I've seen at the University of Minnesota um, particularly in the College of Liberal Arts, I, I believe goes beyond what is permissible. We are talking to uh, University of Minnesota law professor Richard Painter, who is uh, asking the U.S. Department of Education to investigate concerns about anti-Semitism at the U of M. More broadly across the country, Richard, when we see what's going on with other college campuses, we've seen the presidents of three prestigious universities kind of uh, doing st- uh, linguistic somersaults in front of Congress that turned out to be awfully embarrassing. And the many people looking at higher education saying, what is going on at higher education where anti-Semitism seems to be uh, thriving? Um, a broader picture, is that accurate for those people who say that? This is a serious concern, uh, and uh, we see it across the country. And we saw it in the testimony uh, in Congress, where three university presidents couldn't answer a straight question, uh, which is is uh, calling for Jewish genocide a violation of your code of conduct, bullying and harassment? And of course, the answer is yes. That has nothing to do with criticizing the policies of Israel. Uh, the question was, is calling for Jewish genocide, bullying, and harassment? And I'm amazed that three college presidents couldn't say yes. And there I would have to say, I, I believe that Jeff Edinger, our interim president before that committee, he would have said yes. He would have had the common sense to say yes. So I, I don't know what's wrong with the Ivy League, that they can't sort themselves out on this. Uh, and, and then it's a separate conversation. What is the appropriate time, place, and manner to debate uh, the policies of Israel, the policies of the United States. Uh, but I would like to remind everyone that after 9-11, I worked for President George W. Bush, uh, but after 9-11, a lot of people were critical of President Bush and the way he responded to 9-11. No one uh, that I know of uh, put out official statements of university faculties supporting Osama bin Laden, trying to justify anything Osama bin Laden did 
Uh, and uh, I'm shocked that that's what's happening here. Uh, how Israel responds to this terrorist attack is a legitimate debate, just as how the United States responded. But justifying terrorism and excusing terrorism, uh, arguing that somehow Israel's responsible for the murder and rape of 1,200 Israelis um, on October 7, that certainly is not something that should be done on an official website paid for by the Minnesota taxpayers. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So, Richard, help me understand that, because it is very clear to me what happened. And it is also very clear that Hamas needs to be eliminated. Hamas needs to be wiped off the face of the earth because they have vowed to do October 7th again and again and again until all Jews are dead. Then they'll come for the Christians and they'll come for all the infidels. So help me understand how university professors could possibly be defending these kinds of actions? I don't understand. It makes absolutely no sense for me. Uh, a lot of crazy theories have been pushed around the universities, uh, critical theory and everything, so arguing that they're the oppressed and they're the oppressors, and somehow that the Jews are the oppressors, even though 2,000 years of history has shown us something very different, and the Palestinians are the oppressed, and therefore rape and murder, all of that is okay. I mean, we have a gender studies department that has a webpage talking about the Hamas attack that never once mentions the fact that women and girls were raped and corpses, dead bodies, were raped. And that's a gender studies department, and the College of Liberal Arts dean uh, won't do anything to take down those web pages, even though I uh, repeatedly wrote to her uh, and saying they needed to be taken down. Uh, so uh, this is very, very troubling that people would excuse a terrorist attack and how we respond to it and how Israel responds. We can have that debate, but there's no excuse for condoning terrorism, rape and murder, whether it's on October 7th whether it's what happened on 9-11 in 2001, and for a state university uh, to permit these web pages to stay up is reprehensible. Uh, you are a graduate of Harvard University. Today, the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, uh, uh, she was uh, supported by her administration. She'll remain on the job. Um, is that the right move? Well, I, uh, I'm grateful that she apologized. Uh, I've seen very few academics who are willing to apologize. Uh, or anybody. About the ac- <laughs> or anybody, exactly. for that matter. <laughs> there's something about the academic world, though, where these uh, professors, they get their theories, and they think they're absolutely right. I'm a professor, too, and I've lived it for 30 years. Uh, and being willing to admit you were wrong um, is, a, is a step in the right direction. Elizabeth McGill of the University of Pennsylvania did not. Uh, acknowledged that she was wrong. She sort of halfway backtracked. Um, so we'll see what happens at Harvard, but the proof is in the pudding here. Is Harvard willing to uh, expel a student who calls for Jewish genocide uh, or for the genocide of any population? 
that is not academic freedom uh, to call for mass murder or to say that the Holocaust never happened or that Hitler should have won World War II. Uh, we can't have that on our campuses. Uh, that's not free speech uh, in that context. Uh, you can, they speak of context, these university presidents. So once again, if you want to have a Ku Klux Klan rally or Nazi party rally, maybe you can get a park permit from the city of Minneapolis for that type of thing. But it's not happening at the University of Minnesota. And we're going to have to make absolutely sure it does not happen on our property of the university, which is paid for by the Minnesota taxpayers for the purpose of education, uh, education of all of our students. So we'll let Harvard sort themselves out, their private university, and uh, they've had a history of not allowing Jews or very many Jews to enroll back uh, uh, some hundred years ago up until the 1950s. And if they want to go back to that, um, they're well on their way unless they crack down on some of these extremist groups that are calling for genocide uh, of Jews throughout the world. That's right. Not not a very safe place for some people that uh, espouse to want to create a safe place for their students. Uh, Richard Painter, we are so grateful to have you on the air with us today. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thanks, Richard. Well, thank you. This is it's interesting what he said, you know, that Harvard, they have to sort itself out. She apologized. But remember, she was also um, prepped by the law firm, lawyers that represent Harvard University. She went in knowing, well, well knowing what she was going to say and how she was going to respond. You know, she only apologized because of the backlash. And Liz McGill probably only resigned because someone pulled $100 million of their funding Mm -hmm. after her testimony. Like, it was just the backlash. Like, they believed what they went in and said to Congress. They believed that. They said, Liz McGill said it with a smirk. They believed that it was context and that they were doing the right thing. Well, and now, because of the public backlash, is when they walk it back. That is so politician-like. That is so – you are not clear-headed about this, about a situation that's easy. These were easy questions. Is calling for the genocide of Jews bad? Is it against policy? As it should be. And what they could have said was, well, currently it's not against policy because, you know, we don't care about Jews and they're not cl- included in the in the DEI initiatives. But now that this is happening, we're going to change the policy. That's what you could have said. At least that would have been honest. Walking it back after – you get criticized is just weak and lame hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did